This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hey, listen to Wrestling Roundup on Free FM, RFM, and MP. Uh, as always, I'm Grady, and live on Skype, we got Josh. Hey. Uh, this week, a bit of a special one. Uh, we have to pre-record because of New Year's holidays here in New Zealand for the radio stations. Uh, so we're not quite going to get uh, to look ahead at day one. We're not going to quite get to look ahead at New Year's Evil. We'll have to play those out as they come next week. Uh, but instead, as this is airing on the 31st of December in New Zealand, we're going to do a bit of a bit of a year-end roundup of uh, our favorite uh, male superstars, female superstars, and maybe some rising stars to keep an eye on in, uh, in 2022. So we've each come to here with a bit of a list, and uh, I guess just to kick it off, because it's pretty obvious where we're going to go, uh, we'll start with, I guess, male superstar of the year uh, within the WWE. Uh, and I think you've probably got the strongest case for your one, Josh. Yeah, I mean, who else could it be other than Roman Reigns? Uh, I mean, he he hasn't been beaten all year legitimately in a singles match. Quotation marks around that one. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been the cha- the champion and the most dominant in the most dominant storyline the company has had. Um, he's gone over a year as champion, uh, and he's still going strong. And he's still and the storylines are still banging. He's the, the needle mover for a reason. Yeah, the the only person that I can even possibly um, put up against this, and because uh, I, I let you take first dibs, but I was always going to throw my boy name, uh, Drew McIntyre, out here. Um, the guy had a great 2021. I think if we if this if we were talking about the period of like mid 2020 to to mid 2021 then I feel like Drew McIntyre has a way better case. But the second half of his year has been a little bit more of a, a slower time for him. He hasn't necessarily had as much um, action as everything has been flying through, um, you know, like massive MVP of that Thunderdome era, but coming into 2021, I guess. Um, as much as it's my pick, I feel like I still have to concede to you that out of those two, Roman Reigns has probably had the better 2021. And obviously, I have to put an argument that he, Drew's not even number two. Yeah, you wanted to put Bobby Lashley in as your number two. Yeah, Bobby Lashley was clearly the number two for the year. Um, he had a pretty darn good title run. It was like six months long. Um, and him, his title ring led to Big E's moment. So, and Big E was another candidate that you, we could have picked. Sure. Um, if we were to go anywhere other than the obvious Roman Reigns, Big E was definitely a good choice. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's a, to- a strong top three right there. Yeah. Big E, Roman Reigns, and Bobby Lashley. Can my Drew at least come in fourth? Mm, I guess because he was technically champion for like a month at the beginning of the year. So I count it. Yeah. 
Um, I may have cheated on some of these categories and just picked my favorites. Shh. Uh, if we, we picked that up, obviously that was WWE. If we move to, uh, what was previously the black and gold brand NXT, um, a couple of, a couple of different names thrown out here. You're going with a bit of a, I guess, an older star, uh, of NXT. To be fair, so am I. Yeah, I almost have to because, um, the new version of NXT is only about three months old. Hmm. Um, so I went with Finn Bauer just because he was champion for most of the year. Um, he only lost the title to Samoa Joe, who immediately had to vacate it due to injury. So, um, I had, I had to just go with the guy that held the title the longest and really had most of the storylines around him to begin with, uh, before, for the reset button was pushed. Yeah, it's really hard to pick anybody from 2.0 as being your guy, as you say, it's only been around for a little while. Um, my personal vote is heading towards Tommaso Ciampa, obviously the current NXT champion. Um, cause, you know, before 2.0, he was still, featured quite heavily here and there um had the same sort of bouts with injury and stuff but i feel like the fact that you've got finn balor in there as your guy i got tommaso Ciampa, who's only been there at the tippy top of nxt for a little while there's no real cemented number one guy um in nxt and i guess that spot's kind of open for all these new stars that are being developed to try and grab that brass ring yeah i think next year we'll be talking about it being Braun Breaker mm. as the guy. Assuming he doesn't like come up after WrestleMania. <laughs> That's about the only thing that will stop him from being the guy for NXT is that he's pulled out of NXT uh, in about four months. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, but then I guess jumping to AEW, yes, we're allowed to feature those three letters on the show. Um to be fair, I kind of want, I was going to pick your guy, but I picked my guy because I wanted to be slightly different. You're heading into this with a Kenny Omega pick, and I'm heading into it with a Hangman Adam Page pick. Yeah. The only reason I don't pick, didn't pick Page is because he disappeared for about six months. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went, he, he, he didn't show up for work, is what they said. Yep, that's the, <laughs> uh, the official. Because, I, because that was the joke, because he showed up to work when he did the, when he won the contract. That got him his title match. Uh, so yeah, I had to pick with the guy that had the title for almost a full year. I had to pick the guy that was basically had all the big matches in AEW, faced every, pretty much everybody AEW had, everybody WWE let go. Um, so I had to take the belt collector. Yeah, I, I guess I'm just looking at sort of the, the overall, because as you say, belt collector has obviously been on the mountaintop. Um, for pretty much all of 2021 up until he got dethroned by Hangman Adam Page. Um, but if I'm just looking at the show and sort of going, you know, Hangman is at the top now and he thoroughly entertained me throughout 2021 with everything he was doing for, with the Dark Order and, uh, everything surrounding that and his character development since he'd been biffed out of the elite, um, building to that big story and building to that match with Kenny. Um, I feel like both of these, like I, I, if you said Kenny, I would nod along and I would agree that Kenny was there. If you'd said Hangman, I would have nodded along and said, yep, Hangman up there as well. I think these two, uh, are how you refer to them, 1A and 1B, uh, of the AEW males, 
uh, division at the top at the moment. Uh, we can either go to song early or go to song late. I'm going to choose to go early just to let us run out the rest of the show. But that is our male superstars this year, 2021 uh, selection of people. Uh, our theme this week is the New Year's Revolution 2006 theme. It's not often we get to play, I guess, actual real music. But this is a song by Disturbed. And uh, that's playing for you right about now. On FreeFM, RFM, and NPR, I'm Grady, he's Josh, and we have now moved on to Female Superstar of the Year, and uh, this was one that I tried to be contrarian to you, but I just could not. There was only one pick for the WWE Female Superstar of the Year. Yeah, I mean, won the Royal Rumble, won the SmackDown title, uh, held the SmackDown title for six months, uh... One single-handedly won the Survivor Series match. Uh, what what else do you need to say? Bianca Belair had one in in terms he she had a Roman Reigns year. <laughs> um, that's how if if we were going to go with an overall superstar of the year, I would take Bianca. Okay, one hundred percent. I would take Bianca even over Roman. Because of that's how big her year was. Roman's been doing it, doing it, doing it for five, six years now. We we know knew what to expect from him. The, Bianca was given the ball, she ran with it, and she had one heck of a year. She's primed to have a, a big 2022 too. So, yeah, we both had to go with Bianca because it was ju- it was her or Charlotte, and Charlotte's like the default. It's almost. Charlotte is almost the Roman Reigns of the women's division. Yeah, Charlotte's a bit of a cop-out. I feel like Bianca Belair, as you say, is wholeheartedly deserving of this this honor of you know being the top female uh, WWE superstar, and as you say, potentially overall um, as well. Uh, but when we do flick the, the numbers over to AEW, we do disagree here. Uh, we've both picked people who carried championship gold, but you going with the current champion while I end up taking a look at a past champion. Yeah. Well, I picked Britt Baker because she's the most important woman on the roster. 
No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Everything goes through Britt Baker. She's carrying the title. She's the biggest star of that division. Which, Lord knows, they need all the star power they can get for that division. Um, but she's definitely the top person in that division. Bar none. She's got the biggest character and everything. I, I just can't, I, I couldn't pick anybody other than Britt Baker. D-E-M-D. I think that's definitely the case right now in December um, for 2021, but I can't ignore the first five months of the year uh, with Hikaru Shida holding, you know, the AEW Women's Championship, basically carrying the entire division um, through that COVID area, through that early 2021 area, um, heading over to Japan, booking that tournament, uh, coming back and, and getting that spotlight onto the women's division. And I think Britt Baker's definitely taken that ball and run with it. Um, but the ball was passed to her by Sheeta. Yeah, but I'm going to, I'm going to be contrarian here. Even when she was champion, the stuff Britt Baker was doing, her promos, her, her segments, her, her matches with like Thunder Rosa and stuff were more, were, people cared more about them than they did anything. I, I think the, the only chance that we're having this bit of an argument about this piece now, um, is also because you can say that because they have like one woman's match a week. Uh, and that's pretty much all they have time for. If even one, uh, maybe one segment. Um, and it feels like, you know, we're talking here, you've picked, uh, Britt Baker, I've taken Hikaru Shida. Maybe you want to throw Thunder Rose's name in there. Um, but after that, it kind of drops off a cliff. Um, yeah, it kind of does. And I, that's what I'm, I hated the idea, but I hope that the TBS championship can at least give them some more, uh, um, uh, uh, steam behind the women of their mm. division. They can get more women, more talented women. Serena Deb can really work with them as training and stuff, and we can get a good division with the uh, AEW to compete against the monstrous women's division that men that WWE has. Because hmm. um, when you compare two companies, really, they're pretty much almost the same except in that one area. There's no comparison in the women's divisions for these two companies. When you have a Becky and a Charlotte and a Bailey and Sasha Banks, and then on the other side you have Britt Baker and Sheeta, and then you're trying to build maybe Jade Kugel, uh, and then who else do you have? Tate Condi, and that's about it. <laughs> so it's just it's no contest in that division, and that's what I want. Maybe if we can get the TBS Championship and we get more them more time more in-ring work and stuff, we'll get a better division. And if we're talking about strong women's divisions, we do have to hop over to NXT. Uh, this one was a bit hard of my part again to pick someone that you didn't, uh, but I'll go first on this one. I just went with Io Shirai, um, obviously holding the title uh, coming into the year, done a bit with the NXT uh, Women's Tag Team Championship as well. Um, always a great talent, always putting on, uh, great performances, whether it be in, uh, ladder matches, whether it be in just your regular old matches, she now works singles, she's worked tag team. 
Um, I think she's a very solid talent. Um, and if you're talking about the best year for a female in 2021 of NXT, the only person who I'd even put in the same category as her is the person that you ended up picking. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this was 2021 for the women's division was all about Raquel Gonzalez. It started off with her, her coming off her with big win at war games last year. Then she beat Shirai around WrestleMania and had a significant title reign for six, seven, eight months. And then had, uh, then she lost it to Mandy Rose. Fine. We, we knew the title reign would eventually end. Um, and then she had another, it was part of the winning team in War Games again. I, she just had a really great year. Um, so, eh. I picked her. <laughs> yeah, there isn't a huge amount of debate if you're going purely off of performance. Like, there was a point where every week on the show we were sitting around saying, who can you put up against uh, Raquel next? Who's the one that's going to beat Raquel? Because that's what we were all talking about. Uh, it seemed like she was unstoppable. Um, yeah. Massive it almost seemed, Yeah, it definitely seemed for a while that she was on her way to uh, an Oscar-type title ring. But... But we knew it's, at some point it had to come to an end because they weren't going to, they're not going to do that again. They're not going to do another 500 night title reign in NXT. Mm. At least not intentionally. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, just lastly, cause I watch quite a bit of stardom, uh, wrestling as well here. I'm just going to throw in, uh, my picks for that as well for this female category and for the rising stars category coming up. Um, throw in utami here uh for stardom um it, kind of impossible to argue against her she's held that red belt pretty much i think the entire calendar year uh had absolutely amazing matches against shuri um and although nobody sort of saw her as that dominant member of queen's quest heading into the year she's had i think she's proved all of her doubters wrong that she can hold this red belt uh and be at the top of the of the division, even when you look at, um, whoever has the white belt, be it Tam for the second half of the year, Utami still sort of outshined her and had these, these technical matches that were going on and on and on. And, you know, Utami Sherry going an hour, um, and an absolute masterpiece just a couple months ago. Uh, it's, it's impossible to bet against Utami if you're talking about the, the top star in stardom for the 2021. And, uh, Rising stars. So this category was kind of vaguely defined. I, I when I was writing it out of who we should pick, it was, uh, you know, the person who surprised you the most this year, or the person who improved a lot, or somebody who you wanted to highlight that you isn't quite a main event player or could get there, and sort of a rising star. So it's a fairly open and wide category, um, but it's kind of somebody to look out for next year. Somebody you think might do something special. Uh, in each of the companies. And I guess first up, WWE, uh, you've, you've thrown out Omos here, Josh. Yeah. I, I think they're at least going to try. They're going to try to push him to the moon. Whether they get there or not, I don't know. But they're going to attempt it. Um, so I, I think next year, uh, it's very possible he could end up winning the Money in the Bank briefcase. As absurd as that is for a seven foot guy to do, <laughs> it's very possible. 
I mean, we did have Otis win it by accident. Um, so, uh, it's not outside the realm of possibility, but I, I just think, I think Omos is primed to have that rocket ship lift. lift. Um, the question just is on him is, does it peter out and he crash and burn? Or do we have ourselves a bona fide money banner on our hands? Hmm. That's the question we have to answer ourselves. And he is probably the closest to it that's not a main eventer already. Yeah, we talked about Omos quite a bit last week on the show um, with his impending feud with AJ Styles. And he really is a true wait and see. We've got to see what 2022 is going to bring for Omos. As you say, will he sink, will he swim? Uh, we get to find out. We get to sit around and, and watch the guy try. Um, in terms of who I've thrown out here, the only person... Um, that I can think of, you know, we've already tried multiple times. Austin Theory came to Raw, fumbled a little bit, went back to NXT, um, ended up doing the amazing stuff with Gargano, uh, in the way, comes back up to, uh, the main roster and he's getting, you know, one-on-one segments with Vince McMahon. He's getting the crossover promotion segments with the golden egg from the Rocks movie, um, and is, taking out guys like Rey Mysterio, Finn Balor. I, I got to say, at this current moment, and it's really hard to predict with WWE what's going to happen in the next one month, let alone 12 months, but it seems as though Austin Theory is also uh, putting his arms through the straps of a jetpack as well. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a good choice. Um, I, I do think that the moon is possible for Austin Theory. I said that five years ago when they had the Evolve show, <laughs> so I'm You're not going to let up on that uh, one. No. Um so I I'm, I'm really down for it. Um another guy I could see maybe having a big year next year that's not in any the big pitchers right now. And I had to remove Riddle because I'm like Riddle's a main eventer even though he's not technically title one. Yeah. Um Dominic Mysterio. Yeah, he was my other pick. It was either Austin or Dominic were my two I was fighting yeah. between. Especially if they actually do a pull the trigger and they turn him on his dad. I think that will give, maybe give him some sort of edge, some sort, maybe some, even, dare I say, some character development. <laughs> um, and we could see what he can do. Cause he, he can wrestle. That's for sure. We need to see if he can grab people's attention, grab people's hearts, their minds. And get them to follow him into battle, rather hating him or liking him along the way. So I'm, I'm, uh, so I definitely think there's a chance. It's just not as big of a chance as either Austin or Omos, because I don't, I don't trust them to pull that trigger. Yeah, it, it really is uh, a question mark uh, sitting over top of Dominic to just know where he is going to be heading. We will have to wait and see. Um, I find it interesting here, you know, but given that little piece we just talked about with the AEW uh, women's division that both of us, for our person to look out for, our rising star, we both picked a female superstar from AEW, uh, with yours being uh, Jade Cargill. Yeah, uh, I I really think that that TBS title is made for her. She's got herself a really good character. I really in, enjoyed what I when what pieces I've seen of her, um, so I think 
that she's definitely in position to have a big year next year. Maybe eventually getting to the main title. I It would obviously have to change hands before getting to her. Because um, I don't see them booking Britt Baker and Jade Cagle against each other. Um, so, but I see that, I just see big things for her next year. Mm-hmm. Just based on her character work and again, the la- the fact that there isn't much in the cupboard <laughs> for the women's division. That's true. It's probably why we've picked rising stars from the women's division because there is just a gap that can very easily be filled if one superstar just, uh, I guess gets that little bit of a push and, and moves their way up the card. Which is kind of why I, I looked at it and I picked Tay Conti, um, because it's someone again I, I enjoy watching. Um, her matches are great. I think she has this unique style to what she does, um, with just enough martial arts to, of course, pique my interest. Um, but yeah, it just grabs you and there's a void in that women's division that could just as easily be filled, uh, by Jade, by Tay, by uh, Anna Jay, multiple female stars sort of sitting and waiting in those wings. So hopefully big things in uh, either of their futures. Uh, and then lastly, for both of us, NXT, I really wanted to pick uh, the one that you picked. So I'll go first with my secondary pick because uh, it's slightly a meme. I'm going to go with Duke Hudson and his bald head. Uh, I can't forget my boy, my boy Duke. Um I think he can pull off some great comedy stuff. Do I think he's going to be going for that NXT championship? Probably not. Um, but do I think he's going to be goddamn entertaining the entire way through the year? Yes, I do. Um, but if it, if you're thinking who I truly think we should look out for in 2022, it's got to be the one that you ended up picking, which was Cora Jade. Yeah. Uh, it's almost got to be the skater girl. Um, well, let's face it. Everything is... Uh, we talked at length last week about the direction that we feel she's going in. And I um yeah, and I just want to reiterate, I think 2022 is going to be her year. She's going to be at the top of the car facing the top talent. She and eventually at some point in 2022, she will capture that championship. Mm. And and be the women's representative of the 2.0 change. Yeah. And you can guarantee it because Josh said it and those usually come true. Uh, and then just the last name before we quickly run out of time here. Uh, my rising star for stardom, obviously not brand new to the roster, but Natupoi of DDM. Uh, I enjoy what she does. Had obviously the run as the high speed champion, had a couple runs with the trios belt as well. Um, I, I just feel like we could see more from her in 2022. They seem to be getting a little bit more momentum behind her, and it might finally be her time to shine, maybe with a red or a white belt, probably white, uh, for Natsupoi. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see how much they end up pulling the trigger on her. And that's all I can shove in there about Natsupoi because we have run out of time this week. It's been great talking to you, Josh. Bye, and uh hope everybody has a absolutely great 2022. Uh, if you want to hear more about us, you can head to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash wrestling R-N-D up, or our Twitter page, twitter.com forward slash wrestling R-N-D up, or our YouTube page with every episode we've created over the past eight-ish years, youtube.com forward slash wrestling R-N-D up, and we will see you next year.
competition is out since the moment that we show. Countdown from three, go, press X to reload. Yet they still try to topple the kingdom that we own. Outnumbered but outrunning, we're fearless and crowd stunning. Never Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.